and welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a very special guest, which will be Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com in Hong Kong, China, bringing us today's topic on pendulums. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or rework as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and call into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. Miss Cat? Hi, Papa Newt. Hello. Nice to hear your beautiful voice. As usual, give me an update on all of the hoodoo happenings in Omaha, Nebraska. What's going on out well, there? Well, you know, I, I'm just finishing up just doing readings for the year. Um, I'm just getting ready. I, ha- I don't want to uh, release it just yet, but I have a couple of uh, um, projects and classes and events coming up for the new year. Um, so it's just kind of keeping it on the down low. Keep it quiet and keep it steady. Okay. All right. I hope that writing is one of those down low projects. Actually, yes. That's why I wasn't at the tech team meeting. I was All right. We're just, we're, ah, great. Wonderful. Good uh-huh. to hear. Um, I, I wish you the best with your writing projects um, and hope to hear more about that later. All sure. right. Um, well, I can tell people what's going on here in Forestville. We've after some crazy rainstorms, we have had some sunshine. <clears throat> the shop is short-staffed today. I believe the only people in the shop working their little tails off are Summer and Jenna. And thanks you, thank you to both of them for being so good and doing so much. <clears throat> it's been a, it's been a, a, you know, time for people to start taking off for the holidays and. Uh, we always get a little short-staffed around this time. On the other hand, it doesn't matter as much because very few people ever buy hoodoo spiritual supplies as Christmas gifts. They wait until they get their Christmas money and they start buying supplies for themselves in January. So we don't always have a lot of orders to fill in December because we are not a gift product. They'd rather spend their money at Amazon on things that come from China and are some bright, horrific cyan blue in color. But uh, we are holding down the fort and doing the best we can. And speaking of China, (laughs) we're going to have a guest all the way from China, and that's going to be Stuart Palm in a little while. And this is a first for us to have an on-air collaboration with someone from Hong Kong. But before we go to that, I want to say hello to Contraband Ali. How are you doing? 
Hello, I'm I'm doing really well, Kat. Thanks for asking. Just been uh, busy as the holidays are, are ramping up. Uh, whatever it is, root work is always always picks up in December, um, and I think it's just the anxieties of meeting family and the anxieties of you know uh, the holidays approaching, and it always falls into kind of two camps: uh, the lonely individual wanting the ex back. Uh, and you know, this is the time when you remember your your loved ones. And like, oh, I wish we were still together, or I wish we, we could get back together by the holidays. Um, and that's always really kind of uh, productive and and kind of worthwhile work and kind of fun work. Also, drawing in and having people have a happy holidays is always a good uh, form of root work. And then the others are people who are hosting or going to visit family. So it's always like, please make sure. You know, everything goes right this year. Please make sure that dinner doesn't turn into a fight. So some of that is actually yeah. your magical coaching. It's like, all right, this is what you put in the seasoning. This is what you hide under the candlesticks, then root work itself. And so that's been quite interesting. Um, and it's definitely been ramping up over the past couple of weeks. And I foresee that it'll continue all the way up until New Year's Eve. Well, you know, it's true. I do more magical coaching in the winter, too. People do want to know what to do for the holidays. It starts right before Thanksgiving, and it extends on in through, you know, well, actually, Halloween, they usually know what to do. They're going to do something spooky. Thanksgiving, they need some help. Hanukkah, again, some people are going to have a Hanukkah party or whatever, and -and so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so, and and they want to make sure that it all goes off smoothly. Same for Christmas. Same for New Year's, and that's usually around love because New Year's mm-hmm. is the adult holiday. They want to spend with that lover who's not forthcoming. And yep. then um, after that, we, we look forward to spring <laughs> and uh, the, day, the tense and anxious days of the holidays are over. But, um, yeah, I get, a, I get a lot of root work coaching and um, giving people – uh, the tools, uh, you know, to use. And um, mm-hmm. and that kind of brings us to today's topic, which is going to be on pendulums, because these pendulum things are things that you all, the listeners, can do yourself at home. So we're going to get to that in a moment. But first I want to bring on our guest. Um, now, I'm going to just say a few words about this uh, man who is really well-known, Stuart Palm. He is a wonderful reader a card reader, pendulum reader, and I am going to be using one of the pendulums I got from him uh, today. It's in a beautiful box, and it's called Mautu Nose. And I'm opening the box, and out comes the beautiful uh, yellow brocade bag, and out comes the incredible Stuart Palm pendulum. I love this pendulum. So um, I don't know if he's still making them. We'll ask him. So, without any further ado, I've got my beautiful, handmade by Stuart Palm pendulum. Man, I love this thing. I am one of the luckiest people on earth to have this. Um, I usually use, by the way, a little unikite pendulum, but this is going to be special. So, let's bring on Stuart Palm. First, let's say hi, and we're going to talk about stuartpalm.com and what you do. So, hello, Stuart, and welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. Good morning. <laughs> welcome, welcome. What, what time is it I, in Hong, Hong Kong? It, it's 7.07 a.m. Uh, oh, on Monday you're morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yay. Oh, you're already in the next day. Ah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, so I really can give you news from the future. 
<laughs> you, <laughs> that's right. You can predict our future. That's wonderful. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. I need to explain here that um, you are not a, of a Chinese ethnicity. Um, no. So no, the no. fact that you're in Hong Kong, what brought you to Hong Kong? So my wife is Chinese. Uh, we, we met in New York City, um, where I lived before I moved here. And uh, after a year of dating, she had work back in Hong Kong and asked if I wanted to check it out. And I said, okay. Um, and then I, I, I liked it. So here I am, 10 years later, or almost nine years later. And you have children, right? Yep. I have two kids. And you're just living um, in Hong one Kong. One of them is five, and the other one is uh, 15 months. Oh, my gosh. No, 17 months. Now, I, I think of you often with fear and uh, and concern uh, with all these Hong Kong riots and protests going on. Um, so I just have to ask this, you know, for listeners to go, Hong Kong, what, you know, because we all see this in the news. What's going on there? Are you all safe? Yeah, we are safe. Uh, explaining what's going on would take a whole show, probably. Uh, but <laughs> but it's in a lull now. They they aren't. Um, they had an election, and the Democratic um, candidates mostly won all the spots from the communist candidates. Which is it, 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 Hong Kong is not China, but Hong Kong is China, and it's very complicated for anybody who doesn't know the history and the story of how it is what it is um there there are little things going on here and there there was a big protest recently march that was completely peaceful and was um uh in hong kong it was legal a lot of the ones you Mm -hmm. see that are are um are more like riot situations or become that are because they were planned protests, and for a while, the, the police were, not, were saying that it was, uh, you know, they weren't allowing them, and then they would come out and have, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, but the last one, they went to the right channels, and the police said, yes, okay, you can do this, this march, and they did a march, and about, you know, 800,000 people marched. Um, so wow. It, they, it's insane. I wish it would end, but um, <laughs> it is, and it's, it's in a quiet time right now. Oh, but good. Living here, All right. You don't have to. It's like what you see on the news is only in small space, small places. It's not I, everywhere. I understand. I, I've been involved in protests and demonstrations, and what I saw in the news later bore no relation to what was mm-hmm. happening in the street. I think we've all experienced that. Okay, just like I said, you're you're always on my mind. When I see the word Hong Kong, well, I you. think Stuart Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be okay. Well, you're bringing to rhyme. us. <laughs> yeah, they rhyme kind of an off rhyme. Um, you're bringing to us the subject of pendulums, and so I want to say that you yep. have put out a book on pendulum magic. And um, so tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit um, about pendulums, how you use them, and we're going to jump in maybe and talk a little bit with you on this. But take it away; it's all yours to to introduce the topic. Sure, I, I use pendulums all the time. I always have one in my pocket and in my bag, and you know, I've got them all over the place. Um, I I perform outside of of. Um, hoodoo work and spiritual work and um, readings and such, I do 
shows that are sort of a mind reading show for events and, and um, corporate parties and stuff like that. And I am constantly getting asked from people, uh, well, how do you get into this? How do you get started with this? What's the best way to, to begin? And I always say, well, have you ever used a pendulum? Because all of the things that I find that go outside of the, the conscious, materialistic daily life um, are connected, as far as I've understood and found, through the unconscious, through the, the what some people call subconscious, through, through a spiritual side to ourselves. And the fastest route to get there, uh, for people who've never really done that before, is to learn a pendulum. Because the first time you learn a pendulum, it's like, um, it's like a, another force is taking over this thing. And it's very impressive for people. And, and they usually actually think I'm doing something to make it happen. Like, where's the technology or the magnets or some weird, you know, they look for something. And, yes. and I have to show them, no, this is just you. you. It's your own unconscious guide that is making that thing move. Um, and that is a big eye-opening experience for most people. So I think first and foremost, it is the entry point. It is the first gate for a lot of people into um, their own spiritual awareness or their own ability to manipulate these kinds of energies. Because for people who've never been there before, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, you know, you, wrote, you bring wrote, up something. Yeah. Can I, can I jump in here? You bring up something which yes. I have had the same thing happen. Um, people come into our shop. We have a big display of pendulums and they say, um, how do you work it? And I'm like, no, you don't work it. And I was taught the old, old-fashioned way. Now, nowadays, a lot of people yeah. say you have to ask the pendulum, may I ask this question, and all this, well, I was going to use a word like hooey, but I won't use that word. But I was taught a different way. I was taught you train the pendulum, and you, um, yeah. the first thing you do, and I will give a pendulum to somebody. I'm going to show them what I do. First thing I do is I put my elbow on the table. I hold the pendulum suspended. Now, and I bend my wrist slightly, and... Um, I try to use a short string because I've got a short arm. But if you have a long pendulum, like with your pendulum that I'm using now, this beautiful carved uh, um, owl, I hold it at the with my um, at the second bead, at the little tiny um, white glass bead, because that's how short my arm mm-hmm. is. And I have it right. that hanging on my middle finger, and I put my thumb on it. Um, and then I yep. ask the pendulum, and I show people if I have just don't don't hold it too long, hold it short. And then I say to the pendulum, um, pendulum, this is my yes. Now there are many ways to do a yes. You can go forward and backward. You can go side to side. You can go in clockwise. You can go whatever. Mine is forward and backward. Mm-hmm. So from my chest ahead of me, that's my yes. And I say pendulum, this is my yes, and I actually do it. Then I stop the pendulum. Then I go from left to right, which is across me, like making a barrier across my path. And I say, pendulum, this is my no. And I stop it. Then I put the pendulum and I make it go in a clockwise circle. And I say, pendulum, this is my maybe. And I stop it. And then I go in a counterclockwise circle. And I say, pendulum, this is my I don't know or you asked the wrong question. And I stop it. And then I say, pendulum, are you a good little pendulum? And then I don't do anything. 
and your little owl now is going, yes, 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 it is a good pendulum. And then I stop it, and then I say, pendulum, will you work for me today? And it's starting up. Yes, there it is. Mm. Now, I show this to people. They think I faked it all. They, they, I show them how to do it, and the look on their face when they say, are you a good little pendulum? And it either says yes or no. And if it says no, I say, well, then we're going to try another one. And when they get one that says, yes, I'm a good little pendulum, and yes, I will work for you, they just light up. They go, I didn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's the way I was taught to, um, to, to train a pendulum. And um, and I don't know. There's many other ways to do it. Now, that brings up mm-hmm. this whole question of patterns. What pattern do you use to show yes or no or maybe? For, for me, the yes is going forward and backward towards and away from myself, which mm-hmm. I think of as sort of a head, like a head nodding yes. Mm-hmm. And the no yes. is left, right, like a clock ticking, so like or a head shaking no, so left, right, That's left, right. right. And Same then what I do. If, if – if it spins, it's a maybe mm-hmm. or an undecided. There's many different things that, that, that spinning can be. But also, if it spins clockwise, it's a more positive thing. And if it spins ne- uh, anti-clockwise or counterclockwise, it's a more negative thing. Um, and I find that that um, is very consistent with most people. And I kind of, I mean, I, I used to, when I used to teach people, I'd say, First, we want to establish what a yes is for you, and I'd let mm-hmm. them kind of sit there. I don't do that anymore. I say, okay, for me, yes is forward and backward. I want you to mm-hmm. focus on yes and ask ask the pendulum to go forward and backwards. Um, mm-hmm. One of one of the important things that that uh, I find changes the relationship that someone has and makes it so that they are having a faster response is that they communicate directly with the crystal. Or the mm-hmm. or the wood or whatever it is, and they mm-hmm. ask that Bob the question. So that in their mind they are focusing that question towards that as though it's an outside thing, um, and then they get a better response as, as as whatever is their guide is answering to cause the the motion that that you know is happening for them. Um, most people, it, it it's the relationship they have with it and how to focus that they seem to have trouble with. Mm-hmm. And then there's the you know, converse. This, this, is, this is what I do, why I say, are you a good little pendulum? I call them all little pendulum. Mm. And um, Lovely. I, I keep a, um, I use the um, Rider-Waite-Smith mini tarot cards, and I keep them in little candy tins, ginger chews tins, and Whitman sampler mini tins. And there's just enough room for a pendulum plus those little miniature tarot cards. So every one of nice. my tins, and I have dozens of these tins, so I, I can, I can, I'm never more than about four steps away from a tarot deck and a pendulum. <laughs> and each of these pendulums is ready to go the minute I pick it up because I've trained them. But each of them I all refer to as a good little pendulum. That's my name yeah. for them. I like that. When, when, um, and I, I tell people they don't have to use a crystal. They can use a weight on a string. They can use anything. Um, but what you use will change the relationship you're having or, or the, the focus that you are creating, um, depending on what you want to do with it. And, and when you go into my uh, book on it, it's very much an introduction 
uh, for people who've never been there before or don't know what it is. But I think the most important thing is for people to explore for themselves what it is that guides the pendulum. Uh, because this is a good exercise even for people who are uh, overly skeptical or come, come to this side of things from the materialistic scientific side of, of things in exploration because it shows you that you can, you can understand that a pendulum is acting by idiomotor response, which is mm -hmm. the un unconscious mind uh, causing motion in the arm to cause the pendulum to move. But then you have to explore, well, what is controlling the idiomotor response? Is that mm -hmm. me? Is, is that a spirit guide? Is that a God? It, where does that go? And, and the pendulum allows you to ask those questions and get answers for yourself. Um, in the book, there's a whole thing on how to do that, which mm -hmm. I find very useful. And mm -hmm takes people quickly from one, one place to another in their understanding of themselves. Yeah, you know, um, the, you mentioned different kinds of pendulums. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to get Ollie in on this, too. Um, I was taught mm -hmm. a long time ago that if you use the wedding ring of a pregnant woman and she lies on her back with her mm -hmm. belly naked and it cannot be covered with cloth, that's how I was told, and you put her wedding ring on on a string or a necklace, a thin necklace, or even with nothing else, you can use one of her hairs. If her hair is long enough and hang her wedding ring, you can determine the sex of the baby. But um, that is the major use for the wedding ring pendulum. You can also, I have found, use a person's wedding ring to determine if their husband is coming back or not because that mm -hmm. wedding ring was given to them by their husband or so forth. Um, there are other things like a button. Is a person alive or dead? A button from their clothing. Uh, there are many types of impromptu pendulums. Now, I'd like to uh, bring Ollie in this. Tell us what kind of work you do with pendulums. Yeah, I, I do use pendulums. Um, for my yes or no's, when I want more detail, I use geomancy. and that's, Most people know that about me. Um, but mm -hmm. I also use pendulums. I have one pendulum uh, that is a sort of amethyst uh, that is usually laid out on my St. Cyprian altar. And mm -hmm. uh, pendulums can be consecrated to very specific spirits, and they can be tied to certain entities. In addition to the kind of official pendulum I have, I also use my ring. So uh, people who have seen me in person know that I wear a carnelian ring. It's a gin ring that hosts uh, one of the gin that I work with. Um, the ring can be used to scry. You can peer into the carnelian to scry uh, and communicate directly with the spirit. Um, but sometimes what I do is I actually pull the ring off and put a string through it and then ask questions that way. Uh, if I need mm -hmm. quick yes-no's, if I don't have time to gonna go into a trance state and have the scrying session, I will use that, um, and it works quite wonderfully in that way, uh, giving yes-no's, maybes, uh, but that's working directly with the jinn of the ring who will use the ring as a pendulum to a yes. And the, the yes or no's are very similar to what was mentioned by Stuart. Uh, front and back uh, is yes, side to side is no. Uh, and then there will also be turns, like clockwise and uh, counterclockwise. All of that can be established early on. But you can use your rings as a pendulum, um, and it's something that I do in my in my work. That's a see. I that's why I brought up the thing about rings before I called you yep. on in because I knew yeah. you never told me this. 
I'm just, I'm psychic. <laughs> psychic. I knew psychic. that you used that carnelian ring You're because, psychic. like, because I know when you scry, you do have to go into a trance state to scry. Yep. But you got somebody just sitting there at the table, and they go blah blah blah. What do I have? And you just pull the ring off. Yep. I knew you did that. Boy, yep. Yep. wow, we've been together on this show a long time, and I I score one for myself <laughs> for knowing that you did that. Definitely. I I use my own necklaces. If I, if I, for some reason, God forbid, I forgot to have a pendulum with me, and I'm reading for somebody, um, and I may be doing a palm reading, and I have no tarot cards, I'm just doing a palm reading, oops, I need a pendulum, I will take my own necklace off, and um, and I almost always wear one, and and uh, hang it. At other times, I used to throw I Ching when I'd uh, read on the street, speak about Chinese, um, so I'd have always three I Ching coins. And I could take um, one of those I Ching coins, those are cash coins, and they have a square hole, and so I could just hang that up on a piece of thread, which I could, like, rip out of the hem of my dress if I had to. <laughs> and I had to do that once. Um, and, um, and so, you know, I could read on that coin. But, but impromptu pendulums are interesting because they really yep. have their own meanings. There's a lot of meaning ascribed to the stone or the crystal that pendulums are made out of. And I want to bring in another book, which is Crystal Magic by John St. Germain. Mm-hmm. And in that book, yes. um, uh, he gives a, a lengthy list of stones and their um, spiritual meanings. And this goes beyond the idea of a scrying um uh, you know, a ring, or beyond the idea of a spirit guide, um, it goes into the idea that the stone itself has a, an ascribed meaning. So that if you were t- doing a health reading and you had a choice of pendulums, you would pick rose quartz because rose quartz is good for health, right? Or if you were doing a reading on um, somebody's death, you might choose a, a you know black onyx or something as a pendulum. And pendulums come in all of these stones. Plus they also come in wood and brass Mm -hmm. and silver. And um, you can use a skeleton key as a pendulum if you are opening doors and asking about that. A pendulum can be made of many things, and most people who use them have more than one. More than one. Oh, yeah. I got, got, like, boxes of them. (laughs) Just to jump in on the skeleton key thing, uh, I, I I use that often to open things, but instead of using the skeleton key as the pendulum bob, I take a skeleton key and I take all of all of the pendulums that I use that are not the the, the carved owl. Instead of a, a ball on the end, I have a T bar, and mm-hmm. um, and so what I do is I hold the key and the the, the whole end is away from my hand, and I lock the T-bar of the right other pendulum through the keys, uh, you know, the, the hole in the key. And mm-hmm. so I'm holding the key, and the pendulum hangs off the key. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah. the way I focus on something for, for unlocking things. But I also that's... use that for introduction because... If someone sees it, they don't even have to hold the thing uh, directly, that it's, it's detached by the key from their hand, and it still works. It, it, it heightens that experience for some reason. It doesn't, doesn't make sense mm-hmm. that it would, but it really does. 
Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't think I've ever done that, and I'm just aching to try right now. Yeah. I have a whole box, see, you know, with our pendulums, I have a whole box of really fancy, great vintage antique skeleton keys. Like when we get in shipments of them, I go, oh, that one, you know. So uh, over the mm-hmm. years, I probably have 50 skeleton keys, many of them too heavy and too long to use as a plumb bob because they vibrate, they wiggle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The best skeleton key for a pendulum is a small one. But I have these giant old, you know, iron ones from yeah. France. Those, I'm going to try that T-bar. That's really clever. Thank you. That's um, also a fantastic yeah. way of testing if an object is haunted or it has a particular spirit associated with it. Um, if you want to find the history of, of an object and you don't have the skill for psychometry, um, you know, like Miss Cat has the skill of psychometry. If you don't have that particular skill, you can use a pendulum for that, either holding the pendulum over the object or actually wrapping the thread of the pendulum or using the T-bar around the object itself, kind of anchoring it to whatever you're holding, whether it's a key yep. or it's a, or a piece of jewelry or whatever it is or a stone. It's a way of kind of connecting to that physical object and then using the pendulum to uh, communicate with that entity, spirit, etc. The other great use of pendulums is uh, locating missing items. Pendulums are fantastic for that, and they've been used in that way, not just for yes-no uh, questions, but also for locating. You can put a whole map of your house and be like, where is this thing that I'm missing? And your pendulum can help. Is it in this room? Yes, no. Oh, is it in this room? Yes, no. And you can go room by room, and it will tell you. Or you can walk it throughout the house. You can use it outside. Pendulums are really fantastic in that way of really honing in, giving very quick answers, and therefore, through a process of elimination, are good for finding lost objects or things that you want to locate. Now, this brings up something else. Um, a, a pendulum, what you just described, finding lost objects, yep. a pendulum can be used for field dowsing or map dowsing. Yes. And yes. field dowsing is when you walk from room to room and you use the pendulum as you go. Pendulums can be used outdoors, but if it's high wind, it'll interfere. Yeah. So it's more common outdoors to use a rod or bobber or yeah. camera on or a meter or a forked stick. But there are many people who can can douse water with a pendulum outdoors as long as the wind isn't blowing a lot. Indoors, mm-hmm. perfect for field dowsing. It's called field dowsing even if it's indoors. Map dowsing is where you have a map or a a representation, and you go with it over, and you're waiting for the pendulum to tell you where it is. Pendulums are very often used for map dowsing because a rod would be too big to go over the map, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you'd have to use a little tiny, tiny little fork stick with your little fingers. No, no, no. (laughs) You want a pendulum to go over the map. And a lot of people like um, a pendulum bob that comes to a point, when they're map dowsing, yeah. because they want to show that point. Like, I'm using this beautiful, as I said, beautiful uh, carved wood owl, but there's no point. It's got feet, it's got a tail, and I'm going to just go for yes, no's, and, and maybes and don't no's with this one. But if I had my little pointy unikite jasper, that one I could use over a map. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. use pendulums over tarot cards. So let's say somebody asks a question, and the question is, um, you know, who's the person in my uh, work environment who's gossiping and horrible against me? And I get three cards, and they identify those three cards as being three people in their work environment. 
then rather than pull three more cards on the ones that you know each one i take the pendulum and go is bob the evil one is mm-hmm. you know cheryl the evil one you know just you know whatever and it'll tell me and so that's over the tarot card because i don't even have a picture that's the tarot card that represents the person so pendulums are really good for what i call multi-layered divination where you have um some of the information, like a map or a photo or a tarot card that represents a person, and now you want to question that person. That's very interesting. You can like have a photo of somebody, mm-hmm. and you can say, um, Joe, do you ha- intend to marry Suzanne or not? Right? Yeah. Do you intend to marry yeah. Suzanne, yes or no? Right? And they'll tell you yeah. right over the photo. Pendulums can um, also be whenever, used that Whenever I'm herbs. sorry. I, this is going to happen because I have a lag uh, because I'm on the other side of the planet. But uh, <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I whenever I use map dowsing, uh, I, I use you can use any pendulum. There's another way to do it, uh, which is that you ask or you search by latitude and longitude. So you take your map and you flatten your map out, and you get a ruler that goes across the map, and you move the ruler down uh, until you get a yes response on the latitude line and then you draw that line on your map and then you go on the longitude line until you get your yes response and then you have a x marks the spot if that makes sense that's so exactly not, it the, the pendulum doesn't pinpoint it. it it just gives you the response when yes, you need it this is this is right map dowsing and um is done by like you said you're really looking at coordinates and that and most yeah. old yeah most old maps will have one two three four five a b c d e you know on the map, and that's how you're doing yep. it. You're going, you're going on the edge of the map. You're not actually in the map. Now you can then go when you find the coordinate. You can then go in and say, "Have I accurately identified this spot?" And it'll say yes or no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can double uh, you, check yourself. You can use identifications in that way. You know, you mentioned the tarot cards also for actual herbs and whatnot. So I have colleagues who will actually use the pendulum to ask which herbs and roots should be included in a mojo bag or in a particular type of working or a jar. So they'll lay out the herbs before them and then allow what they do is they kind of put a a half circle in front of them and allow the pendulum to kind of locate. Now you can do it in a yes or no format going from herb to herb to herb or you can hold out the pendulum and allow it to kind of use the angles to point out which herbs need to be uh, used in that mojo bag. And I've seen both of them in a very effective way of kind of connecting with the spirits of the herbs and the roots uh, and making a really customized uh, spirit-oriented talisman or mojo bag. All right. Well, um, uh, thank you. Um, Nagashiva has come up with the um, URL for the Pendulum um, book and the uh, new deck that Stuart is working on. It's at www.stuartpalm.com forward slash shop two. That is S-H-O-P numeral two. But if you just get to stuartpalm.com, you'll be able to find it. Now, Tony I, and I think, Stuart, you may know Tony I. He's a a good friend of ours. Uh, Tony I is in the chat, and I know you're not because you're somewhere in the midst of China or the edge of China, um, but Tony, I, I am said, on the chat. 
<laughs> oh, you are in the chat now. I didn't see you. Okay. Yeah. Well, t- Tony I said that um, that he's talking about hand dowsing. And I want to just put a little thing about hand dowsing. Not everyone can do it, but hand dowsing is similar to pendulum dowsing. You just use your own hand, and you look at your own idiomotor response without the pendulum. And people who hand douse will often say the pendulum is merely exaggerating what their hand is doing. Right? I totally am not agree. a great hand I'm not a great hand dowser myself. I can do it only with photos really. I'm a very good hand dowser with photos, but I'm not a good map dowser with, with the hand. Mm. I use pendulum. So we all have our gifts and skills. Tony is very good at hand dowsing. I'm gonna say something else about the pendulum and why it is so important to work with it and have it be your pendulum. I don't loan my pendulums out. These are Mm -hmm. like my little pets. And um, I know people will say, oh, yeah, go ahead and do it. But I even ask, if I'm going to use a woman's wedding ring, I, of course, ask permission. Um, But on my own little pendulums, I clutch them to my bosom. And when you get a new one, I recommend you sleep with it. you know, just sleep with it for at least seven days. That's just my opinion, but maybe others do it differently. No, I'm the same way. People can touch my tarot cards. Like, in fact, I've I've had clients pick them up and look at them, uh, and that's fine with me. I'm actually very okay with it. But people can't touch my pendulum. It's there's a you're, you're, it's the same thing. There's a real connection there, and I don't like people messing around with it or loaning it out or touching it or kind of fiddling with it really. Okay, now. Today we're going to do two readings for two clients, and I'm going to promise here all readings today are going to be done with pendulums, okay? Pendulums only. And one thing we have not yet talked about is how to ask good yes or no questions, but you'll see that demonstrated as we go along. So listen to how we do it and learn from us because you're only going to be getting yes or no, and so you have to come up with a series of yes or no's. All right, now... Um, we're going to uh, turn this over to Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Stuart Palm, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, ascribing down home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller, and our first caller is calling in from area code 405 in Oklahoma. This is Lexi. Lexi, are you there? Yes, hello. Hi, welcome back. I see that you did call us in uh, uh, previously on May 26th of this year, was it? Yes. All right. And it looks like the conditions didn't change on that situation yet, but you are calling us on another situation. Is that correct? Um, it's the same situation. Oh, it's the same one. Oh, my apologies on that. Now, I it's do okay. see that you did have a reading with uh, Lady Mute in, in late July. Is that correct? 
Yeah, I think so. All right, thank you. And Lexi writes, I was ghosted by my dream guy in February, and I still really like him. I don't want to give up on him, so I'm wondering if there's any chance it'll work out. Turn back to you, Miss Cass. Oh, see? Now, Lexi, you were the perfect client for a pendulum reading. So I'm going to start, however, with my usual question. Uh, uh, what is your sign of the zodiac? Virgo. You're a Virgo. And what is the ghost guy um, sign of the zodiac? Gemini. Gemini. Was I involved in the previous reading on this? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Sweetheart. Mm. Okay. Um, well, first of all, and no offense intended to any Gemini or any Sagittarius, because I'm going to mention them too, if a Gemini or a Sagittarius leaves you, let them go. It's The Geminis sometimes come back. The Sagittarians almost never do. Um, let them go. You know, you're a mutable sign, as is Gemini, and mutable signs often clash with other mutable signs. But of all the mutable signs, you and Pisces are the least mutable because it's very hard to have changeable Earth. It's also very hard for Virgos to find and express love because the Virgin, you know, they're kind of exacting people. They're very orderly in their thinking, and they don't just fling themselves around like us Tauruses and some of those Scorpios do. So... um, I hear what you're saying, and I will answer the question with a um, pendulum reading, but I know already from astrology we do have an issue here. Um, And um, Shiva says there is sound echo in the background. It sounds like clicking, and it may be the long-distance line to Stuart. Um, It's been with us all the time. So if if it's the long-distance line to Stuart, you know, thank God that the Internet works at all, okay? All right. Now, uh, going on to Lexi, I'm going to ask the question. Oh, and I have to have a a name for him. Just give me his initials, okay? Um, J.W. J.W.? Yes. J.W., okay. All right, a little pendulum. Now, I'm using this beautiful Stuart Palm pendulum that I don't think is even for sale anymore. It's a limited edition. I'm so lucky. A little pendulum. Will J.W.? come back to Lexi? No. Put the pendulum down, then I'm asked the next question. Little pendulum, if Lexi does magic spells, will JW come back? No. Okay, next question I'm going to ask. Little pendulum, and by the way, when I do these um, with a person in person, I don't usually talk out loud like this. Um, I let them speak the question, then I you know, make the answers. Or if I'm doing the questions myself, I will say the pendulum tells me. But I'm doing this out loud so you all can learn what I'm thinking. Okay, so the next question would be, Little Pendulum, has J.W. found another lover? Dead pendulum. Dead pendulum means it's not moving at all, and that means I am not going to answer. Um, this is um, uh, JW is probably putting up resistance to answering this question because I, you know, I'm just not getting an answer. But I'm, I work around it with another way of asking. Um, little pendulum. Will JW find another lover? 
Oh, yes, big yes. Okay. Oh, huge yes. Okay. Uh, Little Pendulum, will J.W. treat the next lover as badly as he treated Lexi? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, great. Okay. Little Pendulum, should I focus or should we as a group focus on healing for Lexi rather than um, reconciliation or return? Should we focus on healing? And I'm getting a yes. It's not the giant yes, but it's a nice, solid yes. And that's gonna. I'm gonna explain something here because this is all by by ear, and you have to hear what I'm saying. When I say a big yes or a little yes, I'm talking about the breadth of the swing, and I judge those because I read over tarot cards often. I judge them by the height of one tarot card, and I'm using a mini deck. Or here, I'm doing it with my elbow in front of my keyboard, and so I'm judging the entire width of my keyboard as viewed from my eye. This is all relative because positioning. And so when I say a big yes, I mean it's going the whole width of my keyboard. The no cannot go the whole um, side to side of my keyboard. That's too long. But that's, I'm just counting that sort of a square or circle that that would be. So big yes and little yes, big no, little no. Now I'm going to ask another question. Will Lexi find new love? Ah, and I have a Maybe. Now, that's our first maybe. So now that means when you get a maybe, you've got to ask more questions. Will Lexi find new love if she gives up on the ghost kid? Yes. Next question. Just always ask the opposite question. Will Lexi find new love if she holds on to this failed relationship? And the answer is no. So this is my reading for you. And I hope that makes sense to you. But I'm, what I'm seeing is, and it, it's less dramatic, especially over the phone, um, that I am not seeing that that um, he's uh, coming back. I don't see any chance that it will work out. I'm going to ask you a question now. When was the last time you saw one another? Um, we saw it, it was like in February. February. Um, okay. You haven't seen this person since February. Okay, so I'm going to ask another question. I would like Lexi to find healing because we had healing was said to be a good thing here. Um, Is it possible for Lexi to set a date beyond which she will not work or think to get this guy back? Uh Uh-oh, I'm getting a maybe. So this means that you are part of my problem as a root worker I'm seeing that you are not cooperating with the advice you've been given, which is to give up. And so that maybe leads to always maybe leads to more questions. Um, will Lexi be able to release and cut and clear this essentially dead relationship? And I get a yes. Okay, now I'm going to ask for some timing. Will Lexi clear this in December? No. Will Lexi clear this in January? Dead pendulum. That means not quite, we're not going anywhere with that one. Will Lexi clear this in February on the one-year anniversary? Oh, yes, I get a yes. This is a good yes. So I'm going to tell Lexi, as a reader, 
work until the one-year anniversary of the last time you saw the person. That is a completion. And if you want to work for one year and one day to make it a ceremonial completion, you would be well advised to do so. But at that point, you must give up. All right. So that's my pendulum reading. Now I'm going to turn this over to Stuart, who I'm sure has an entirely different method of pendulum reading. Okay, Uh-oh. am I unmuted? Yeah, I muted. I, yeah, there you I, are. I think okay. I muted myself for a period there, and then I unmuted myself. Uh, okay. So I was so involved in ever, so many different things trying to get ready for the next step here that I completely missed what her question was. It seems as though her question is, uh, oh, it's is in the he chat gone? Log. It's in the chat well, log. I'm not even at my computer anymore. So. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you. She says, Thank you. I was ghosted by my dream guy in February, and I still really like him. I don't want to give up on him, so I'm wondering if there's a chance it will work out. She's a Virgo. He's a Gemini. She has not seen him since February. Okay. Um, can you tell me her name as well? It was Lexi, Lexi. is that right? L-E- she is L-E-X-Y. Okay. And... and um, uh, what, one question for Lexi. Uh, where are you located? I missed that one, too. I think um, you guys right might have already covered or, that. Yeah, like right, right now. now or before. Um, right now I'm in Florida, but we met in Oklahoma. So. And do you know okay, where she's he in, is? Okay, she's in Florida. Is he in, in Florida as well? No, but I'm going back to Oklahoma in, next year. So he's like, in Oklahoma. In a few weeks. All right, so um, the, the first question I'm ask, asking is the complete, simple, is this going to happen? Are you going to get him back? Uh, is there a possibility of getting him back? And I get a very fast, quick no. Um, and based on that, and I feel like there, there's not a lot else that we want to do with this. Um, there's a hope that you have in your heart that you're going to get this person back or that there is some method to get this person back. When the answer is so quickly no, and I've, I asked it a couple of questions, uh, a couple times rather, uh, while Kat was doing her reading yet, uh, I got the same response each time. Um, what I think the next step is for you uh, is how to let go of that how to let yourself move on. Uh, because even though already two of us have said, well, this is not going to happen or, or this is something you shouldn't focus on, um, I can tell from you and just from what I'm hearing and, and what I'm feeling that you are not ready to accept that. You don't really want to let go of this idea that it's not going to happen. Um, so what I feel like the best course of action would be is to look at how to let go of uh, this situation or to let go and allow yourself to move on and get rid of this connection you have in your heart towards this person so that you can heal and you can move on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to ask next is um, how long it's going to take you to let go. And for everyone listening here, sorry, I'm, I'm hearing somebody asking a question or, or is that just noise coming through? Okay. Uh, 
I am using a pendulum chart. And what this is is a, is a drawn uh, circle with a cross in the center with numbers uh, going along the chart from one to nine. And so the question that I'm asking now of my pendulum is how many months will it take her to become clear from this relationship, to become uh, free from feeling a longing for this person? And I get a pretty clean answer of six months. So I mm. think you've got a, a good period of six months to get yourself um, sort of get your heart back in order, get yourself clean from this relationship. Now, I, I did break the rules that Kat uh, set forth. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I, I, pulled three cards uh, from my Lenormand deck. Uh, I'm just going to quickly tell you uh, that, that what I got was uh, asking the question of, of pursuing this person again, that this is a, a mountain. I got the mountain, the snake, and the anchor. And what that tells me is that if you were to pursue this, it's going to be di- very difficult and not good for you. It's going to be uh, a negative effect on you that would stay with you. So I would not, I, I would just let go. I would let go completely of that relationship. Okay. Now, um, just to make a comment here, um, mm-hmm. if you have a copy of the red folder, this is a book we published and this is to all the audience on page 23, there's a contribution from Gray Townsend of the Ravenswing in uh, Oakland, California, and it's called Four Ways to Read a Pendulum, and there's different patterns, and the chart of the type, I don't know if it's the exact same chart, that Stuart was using is there. And this is a half circle. It has the letters of the alphabet. It has This one has the signs of the zodiac. It has the numbers. It has yes, no. And um, pendulum charts like this are often used by what I would call desk re- for desk readings, and they're very effective for those who work with them. So just wanted to let you know that that's um, what, you know, uh, what he's talking about when he says he's got a pendulum chart. All right. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, let's, we we're now squishing Ollie a little bit. So let's get Ollie in on what kind of root work would you recommend for her to cut and clear from this relationship? That's okay. I'm just going to talk really fast, Lexi. So if you miss anything, check it out in the archives. Uh, I'm going to give you some really uh, upfront Taurus advice here, my dear. Uh, You've asked now a few times. You've called once before. You've talked to Lady Muse. You've talked to us. Whatever hope there was, maybe there's some, it's still an indication that this is not something for you to be holding on to. Uh, Your dream guy doesn't ghost you for eight months. I'm just going to put it up there. But whatever drew you to this guy, you can find elsewhere. And that's what I'm going to give you now. Root work that will bring you all the qualities you found in this dude without any of this other mess involved. We're going to start first with a bath. We're going to get some violet leaves, rue, althea, and rose petals. I want you to get white rose petals, pink rose petals, and red rose petals. You are going to brew this all into a tea, pour it out into a drawn bath, add some milk, add some honey, stir it around, and let yourself soak. Soak and let the hurt go completely. Let it wash out of you. 
Then what I want you to do is after you've done your bath, and you can repeat this bath as many times as you feel necessary. This is for you for months on end. Whenever you feel hurt, this is where you go to. I want you to take a piece of paper and fold it in half. On the left side, I want you to write all the qualities of this guy. You should be completely honest, the things you liked about him, the things you didn't like about him. Once you've written all those qualities down, onto the right side of that paper, you're going to transfer all the good. I like that he was affectionate. I like that he was handsome. I like that he was charming, whatever it is. And you're going to cross out all the negative ones. Tear this piece of paper apart. Take the left bad qualities, fold it up, place it in a heat-proof bowl, add a dash of Florida water, and burn. Let it burn to ash and dispose of this at running water. Let it go out of your life and out of your heart once and for all. Take the good list, fold it up, and place it into a small flannel bag. You're going to include rose petals. These should be from the same bunch that you used for your bath, not the ones that you put in the bath, but from that same uh, rose or that same collection. So they should be white, uh, pink, and red. You're going to put in some lovage root, some violet leaves, a pinch of sugar that you've mixed with magnetic sand. You're going to mix it, put it in there, breathe your prayer into the bag, and then knot it up three times. This is the prayer that you will carry with you. How will you feed it? Pick your favorite perfume, the one that you think makes you feel sexy and smell good. Add a drop of your sexual fluids into that perfume and spray it both on the bag and yourself. Feed the bag once a week and keep it on your body everywhere you go. And this will draw to you your perfect lover, your perfect partner, that dream guy that has all the qualities you're looking for without this ghosting tendency or the other stuff, okay? Wow. Okay. (laughs) I heard that sigh. I'm not sure we're going to get cooperation yet. But um, mm-hmm. we really, we really um, are here to help by reading, and when we yeah. give root work advice, we only can hope that you will follow it. So um, I really do um, wish you all the best. It's going to be a, a rough road for you, um, but you you have to move on. And I think this method, which is the old cut and clear spell, there's various mm-hmm. versions of it with fire and without fire and whatever you're going to do. But this version of it is um, solid work, but you have to do the work. You can't just say, I thought about doing the work, but I didn't do yep. it. Okay? Lexi, you can so, be happy if you, if you listen to our advice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do one last pendulum question. Will Lexi follow our advice? I got a dead pendulum, no answer. So it's on you, Lexi. I have no answer for you other than give it a try and see if it does change your mood and spirit and bring a new, better, happier, more loving person into your life. Good luck to you and God bless you. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California and located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. 
And our next client is a return client calling in from area code 213. This is uh, Justin. Justin, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you all today? Uh, doing well. Welcome back. It looks like you called us uh, at the beginning of this month, um, the 1st of December. And looks like uh, things have changed from that last call, which is wonderful to hear. But you're calling in on a completely different topic. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. And he writes, I have completely worked through the components needed for my admission into USC for graduation for graduate school. I am wondering, will I be accepted as a Ph.D. candidate uh, there? I've been working very hard to make this uh, aspect manifest. Some insight into it will be very appreciated with gratitude. I'll turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, I do remember you, and I and um, and I and I do know that we've um, had um, some some sort of um, connection. I mean, do you post on the forum? Yes, ma'am. That's where I'm I actively. Know you're from. Yes, I'm working to try to potentially get on the course as well. I know you. You wanted to take my course. Okay, I knew I knew your name. All right. Um, all right. That's nice to know. Well, nice to meet you this way on the air. All right. Um, now, um, I'm gonna. We're gonna have the first reading. You're gonna have is from Ollie, and the second reading will be from Stuart. But I'm gonna ask a couple of questions. Um, ah, there I go. Sonic booming. That's what it is. Okay, got it. <laughs> I uh, now I know you. Um okay. That is me. Um what is what is your sign of the zodiac? Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh I and I you know since you said it it's like boof, the, the the water's part in my memory. <laughs> Back yes you're a Capricorn. Um and um and uh about how old are you? 35. 35. All right. So now we have some basic info, and we're going to turn this over to Ali, who knows well the torturous path and the long slog oh. towards PhD-hood. So he's the perfect <laughs> reader for you. <laughs> there, was a, there was a deep and heavy sigh there. Because mm-hmm. I, I know this path very well, and she uh, described it absolutely perfectly. Uh, first, let me just quickly ask you, uh, what is uh, the major that you're going into? What PhD program is this? It's it's media arts plus practice. It's essentially like a full rounded spectrum between communications yes. and YouTube yeah. and all these other places. Social media, full now. It's like a tech technology mixed with the arts. Yes. They, okay. That's a great. That's great because USC is actually known for it. They have a whole center that's dedicated towards media connections, uh, journalism. Their their Anberg School. Look, it, this is fantastic. Okay. Great. So uh, this because of the theme of the class. Or the, uh, the theme of the class. The theme of the episode is pendulums. I am using my gin ring uh, that I will be asking questions to. My questions uh, are in another language, so bear with me um, as I ask uh, the, the incantation to the gin uh, and ask a couple questions following up with it. So I'm going to hold this. The gin ring is now tied to a string. It's a carnelian ring. It's hanging between my fingers. It's now been touched to the ground. It's nice and steady. And I ask, Wakat anishan bete yahak. Wakat anishan bete yahak. Wakat anishan bete yahak. Okay, will he get into the PhD program 
at USC. Yes, but a weak yes. So that tells me something. Can he use magic to help his chances? Yes. Okay. Now, the djinn is also communicating with me at the same time, and I'm seeing that there is a block here. Okay. Is the block in his application? No. Is the block on the search committee? Admissions committee? Yes. Is there more than one person blocking it? No. So you have one individual that's kind of a hindrance here. That tells us something. All right. And now I'm having the gin communicate in terms of what needs to be done. Okay. So here's the answers that we get. First and foremost, uh, will you get in? Yes, but there's going to be some delay, some hesitation here. And it looks like the delay is coming from the committee itself, the admissions committee. So any type of root work that you do should involve working on the committee to get them all on your side. The good news is it's only one person who's going to be a little bit skeptical towards your application. So you don't have to do a lot of work there. Magic will be effective. The other thing that I got here was powders are going to be useful. If you can get yourself to the actual department where you will lay down powders by its front door, that will help to move this situation along. We thank the Jin for his answers, and we hand this over to um, our next reader, and then Miss Cat is going to give you some root work recommendation. Wow, that was exciting. All right, Stuart, take it away. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I, I'm glad that uh, I listened to last week's episode because I remember uh, hearing you have a reading last time. I think that, or maybe I listened to your episode where you were on last week. Uh, I remember you were you were looking for something work at PlayStation. Was it PlayStation? It was gaming, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I, I, I while the last reading was going on, I started. Uh, my questioning just so we would be under time a little bit better. And I also got the answer of yes uh, for getting into your program, for being able to do this and make this happen, but that there will be a struggle uh, once it does, which may mean that this will take you a long time. Um, I pulled a couple cards on that questioning, and it seems that the struggle is a financial one. So I would say that start to start early to look into uh, grant programs, scholarship programs, and uh, uh, financial aid type situations to balance out the money issues as you pursue uh, uh, this PhD program type thing. It does seem to be positive towards being able to begin, but the struggle happens afterwards. So it's the the and what from what I understand of PH programs, the struggle will be uh, on getting completion and getting past uh, obtaining the PhD. It's going to take you some time. There's going to be a lot of monetary effort, and um, and it's going to be difficult to uh, end it. And I do recommend that you do uh, some magical work and root work in order to expedite that process and to focus yourself as well on getting what you need out of the program and being able to uh, balance your general life with actually taking this on, if that makes a lot of sense. Um, so just for uh, so you know, the cards that I got for you 
uh, are some footsteps, and this, you're not going to find this in a lot of decks because this is a deck that I drew myself um, uh, that I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but footsteps, the goldfish, which is money, and the key. Uh, so it is money. It is a financial situation that will unlock this for you. And that's what I have. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Now, yeah. um, I'm going to just um, uh, pull in a little stuff here from the chat room for a second. Contraband Ali said, some practical advice. Make sure you stay on top of your letters of recommendation. Professors lag. Boy, that's true. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, <laughs> and do- Dr. Sweets over in the corner said, funny, I cannot sit my elbow that long on a table. My funny bone nerve starts to tingle. Um, <laughs> that You're not the only one. I've I've heard of that happen. You want a little um, pillow pad. You want to get a little, um, just a little ornamental pillow pad, like the kind that sometimes statuary sat on. That will solve the whole problem for you, but onward. <laughs> okay. So what I'm going to uh, recommend here for root work is um, – exactly what I was talking about before about photopsychometry. I want you to get, um, if you know who the search committee is, and, and Ollie maybe can jump in with me on this. I have. These people's, yeah. these people's names are known to you, correct? Yeah, well, I have someone that's uh, potentially going to be my instructor, and I've reached out to her, but she's kind of like cold-shouldered me before. So, Okay, that may be it, but here's what I'm talking about. There's going to be more than one person on this committee, correct? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would, uh, believe so. Yeah, you need the names and pictures of every one of them, and you can certainly get them off of LinkedIn or off of the uh, university program. You need everyone's pictures, okay, everyone's okay. pictures. You're going to lay them out. You're going to use the pendulum to determine. Now, you may think you know which one it is is the most obstructionist, and you may be right, but I can't do this over the radio. So you're going to you're going to use the pendulum to determine which is the most obstructionist. If you need help, you can get someone like Ollie, and Ollie is going to be you're probably your best root worker on this much better than me because he knows about these Ph.D. programs. But over each person, you're going to do the pendulum questions. Um, are you the obstruction? Can I move you? Will water change you? Will earth change you? Will fire change you? Will air change you? Right? And that's going to determine uh, what kind of uh, magic you're going to do. So rather than give you... Um, uh, like do this spell, you're going to have to find out. If Let's just say as an example, let's say the obstructionist person is a woman and um, the answer is water will move you. You also want that person's birth date if you can get it. But let's mm-hmm. say we say, will water move you? Then we know that you've got to use baths and like, dress your clothes, put, the, put something in your laundry, when you do your laundry that you're wearing it and so forth. If the answer is fire will move you, will fire move you, you're going to use a candle. If it's will air move you, you're going to use prayer. Air prayer always rhymes. And, of course, if it's will earth move you, you can use a mojo bag or a talisman, a coin, or something that you can wear. Um, women often will wear it as jewelry. Men ought not so often. But you can wear it under your shirt. No one will see it. Um, so those questions are going to be asked over those committee members. First, you're going to isolate out of your row of, uh, Ollie, how many are usually on such a committee? Four, six? About three to five. Three to five. I was in the ballpark. Okay. You want all those people's pictures, and then you're going to ask those questions. If you can't use the pendulum yourself, and there's no reason to believe you can, you're going to go to Ollie. You can find him at readersandrootworkers.org. Is that okay that I mentioned that, Ollie? Perfectly fine, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. And you're going to get him to do a reading. You're going to send him the, the photos and the birth dates, if you can get them, of those people. And he's going to do a pendulum divination over these people and determine which form of magic will be the best. Because it's too wide open for me to say there's only one way to do magic here. Right mm-hmm. Now, I am going to put in one form of magic that I'm going to put in really quickly as a help to you. One of the things that I like to do when working on um, academic um, root work for people, I like to make a custom blend of a few different oils. And you can buy these uh, singly and blend them yourself, or you can ask for a Churches and Root Worker special blend. The um, oils that you're going to want will be Crown of Success, you're going to want King Solomon Wisdom, and if you feel like this situation is so negative, you might want Influence. Um, If you think that the situation is pretty good and you just need some more personal courage, you would use Crucible of Courage. Those two, though, King Solomon Wisdom and Crown of Success are the basis for this. So then you can add any two. For instance, if you feel you have trouble communicating, you could add mercury oil. If you feel that as a Capricorn you have Saturnine elements and you would like to be shown to be more Jupiterian, that's why we want to know the birth date of the people and the mm-hmm. committee. You want to use Jupiter, then you would use Jupiter oil. But you're going to make a custom blend oil. Okay? Then you're going to have little candles and you're going to um, burn these candles um, I would say nine of them in a row on different days, like a novena, but it doesn't have to be nine days in a row. It could be nine weeks in a row as you go through this process. And under them, you're going to put some of your, under the candle stand, some of your writing, some of your proposal, your resume. Ali, what else kind of paperwork would be underneath such a candle? In any type of, uh, for example, if they've asked for samples of writing, which a lot of kind of uh, departments do, or some type of sample project, like a portfolio, all of that would go under the candle. Right. Okay. So that's going to be, that's under the candle. The candle light then magnifies this. You're going to dress the candle from base to wick uh, to bring it out into the world. And um, then you're going to uh, say your prayers. And I would... um, you know, you can use a psalm or speak from your heart. If you're if you're going to get a PhD, you have to be able to write. So you might as well learn mm-hmm. to compose your own impromptu prayers right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and um, call upon the spirit of somebody who is deceased who worked in that field and get their graveyard dirt. Now, who that person is is up to you to know. I don't know who it's going to be. But it could be anybody who has worked in the field of of media and technology, whatever, who is deceased, and you have to get their graveyard dirt. If you can't go there in person, make friends on the Internet and ask somebody to go get that graveyard dirt. They have to pay for it with coins. You have to pay for it for coins. Where are you located? I'm in San Diego. San Diego. This Mm. is easy. We've got a bazillion people buried at Forest Lawn. Okay? Right? I mean – yeah, yeah. It's it's a walkover. Find somebody who who was an inspiration. San Diego certainly has a lot too. And you're going to go into the cemetery and you're going to walk there and you're going to say to so and so, I'm just going to say, Mr. X Y Z, Ms. X Y Z, um, I wish to um, prosper and be well known and well recompensed and achieve fame and also help others in this field. 
and I know that you have done so, and you are an inspiration to me. And um, would you help me? And then you put out, if, they, if the answer is yes, and you've got to go in your head and hear that answer. The answer is yes, then you put down your coins and take some of the dirt. If you don't hear answers, use your pendulum right over the grave. Yes or no, right? And um, then if that's a no, you go find another grave because a no is a no. You have to take that as an answer. You can take a little of that graveyard dirt and you can um, put that and sprinkle it um, between the papers or on the papers. You're only using copies of papers, of course. And also some people will take a little of the graveyard dirt and if they are uh, burning a um, candle in a, um, a, a brass holder that has a little you know, like a little holder, and the candle doesn't go all the way down inside. You put a little pinch of that graveyard dirt under the candle. This would be a little four-inch candle. You just put a pinch in, jam the candle down on top of it. And then when you pray, you're praying for that uh, spirit, whoever that would be, that, that uh, fabulous person, um, to help your light shine. Okay? So does anybody have anything to add to this? Just real quickly, if their building is named after anybody, you can work with the spirit of the building. So most apartments are housed in a building. You can call out to the spirit. If it's not named after a building, you would call upon the first chair of the department. Uh, Generally, those spirits will watch over their programs. They have have an invested interest in the things that they're named after. So you can call out on them as well as the spirit of the dead, and they'll help out. Well, and if you can, that's perfect. And if you can find the graveyard of the person after whom the building was named, you're in like Flynn, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, that's brilliant. All right. Um, And I I really wish you well. I think crucible of courage may be necessary because there's – you know, there's the struggle gets you down. You want to have that courage to keep going, and maybe Mercury, yeah. to, um, Mercury oil would be good to um, get you more verbal and more um, optimistic and upbeat in getting your point across. There is somebody obstructing you, and you're going to have to move that person out of the way. But I can't tell you who that is at this time, okay? Because we don't have all their pictures or their names or everything. All right. Um, Wishing you all the best. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. and we definitely, we wish you all the best. Conjurement Ali just posted in the chat, grad school is all about endurance and perseverance. And, That's really um, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and um, uh, the, uh, Justin says, I have crucible of courage oil currently. Good. Good, and um, that's a that's a really really um, a good one to start with. But you want King Solomon wisdom, so that improve your memory and concentration. You want crown of success, so that you will achieve the highest goals possible. And since verbal skills are in play here, rather than say, you know, pole dancing or some other thing, Mercury would be the one to do. If you were pole dancing, you could pick those three and mix it with Venus oil instead. All right. Good luck to you. Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, 
Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com in Hong Kong, China. Take it away, Stuart. Hello. This is a, a lovely experience we're having today. Um, and a great, great way to start my week. Uh, the spell that I have is um, the house clearing with a pendulum, which, which for those of you who have the red folder, you can find it in the red folder on page 24. And what this is is a way to clear negative energies out of your home or any space that you might work in uh, so that you can seal that space and know that, that it is a clean of negative energy. And to begin with, uh, you're going to need two pendulums for this. Uh, you're going to need a pendulum that will draw out and remove negative energy, and you're going to need a pendulum that will bless and heal the location. And I'm just going to give that list of pendulums. I won't go through all the details on them. But to draw out, you'll want a stone pendulum of hematite or jet, lodestone, malachite, obsidian, onyx, quartz, or tourmaline are the ones that are listed. And these are all uh, stones that attract and draw out negative energy. Uh, once you've done that, you're going to need one that will bless and heal um, to once the negative energy is, is taken out to focus the positive energy into that space, which are agate, uh, amethyst, angelite, aventurine, celestine, fluorite, pearl, or quartz, uh, and in this case, rose quartz would be uh, recommended. Uh, also, uh, take a look at John St. Germain's book, uh, Crystal Magic as well to see uh, a more in-depth list of stones and pendulums and I think I have a list of them in my book as well uh, of stones that, uh, and crystals that can be used for different things. Um, to begin with, you take your pendulum and you identify the negative energy. You go to all the dark corners and all the spaces in your home or the space that you're working in and you spin your pendulum uh, to draw out that negative energy. Before you do that, you want to find where the negative energy is by using the pendulum, asking yes and no questions, and honing in on that space to dispel whatever that is. You can then ask questions to identify what that negative energy is. If it's an elemental energy, uh, a human energy from some past interaction, a curse, a ghost, a demon, and so on and so forth. Once you've figured out what that is, you're going to draw it out by allowing your pendulum to spin in anti-clockwise or counterclockwise, uh, drawing the energy into the pendulum is the idea there. So you let it spin in the anti-clockwise and you ask it to pull the negative energy into the pendulum, to pull it out of the space. Once you've done that in each space, you are going to dip that pendulum in a, a, a bath or a bowl of um, salt water, and you can add to that salt water. Uh, Florida water is, is what I would do, but you could also use uh, camphor or um, some other things you can use. I, I generally would use 
uh, salt water with a little bit of Florida water added to it to clear out that negative energy from your pendulum uh, once you've cleared that energy from the space. After you've done this, you are going to bless and uh, seal the home or seal the space. You will take your positive pendulum, such as a rose quartz pendulum, and you will spin this pendulum in a clockwise direction going around all of the space in every corner so that you are focusing in your positive energy and your positive intention for the space. Um, once you've done that, you will take a white candle or, or a tea leaf candle, uh, sorry, tea light candle, and you will light that in each of the rooms and each of the spaces that you have cleared and cleaned. Um, I recommend you also then uh, get some sage or uh, Palo Santo and you smudge the space to clean it. I know not everybody uh, from listening to the uh, uh, prior episodes, uh, there are some people that really don't like sage. I personally love sage and use it for a lot of things, but uh, use something to, to clean the space as well and then seal uh, all of the um, doorways and, and openings of the space with salt, uh, also recommended in the book, is uh, protective stones, Vicks Vapor Rub, red brick dust, and devil's shoestring. Personally, I, I use a kosher salt uh, or a Himalayan uh, salt whenever I'm doing uh, this kind of sealing. And that is the full uh, gist of the spell. You, you, you pull out the negative energy, and then you bless and heal and seal the home. Uh, do you have anything to add to that, Kat? Yes. The, the, one of the most important parts of mm. that spell. This spell was written by our great friend, oh, Susan yes. Diamond. Susan mm. Diamond of um, Serpent's Kiss Botanica in Santa Cruz, California. It is in the red folder. And I, and I really thank you for using that spell. She gave a workshop on this at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And if you, those of you who do not know Susan Diamond, you can find her at readersandrootworkers.org. She's a member of AIR. And you can find her at the Serpent's Kiss um, Botanica website. And there really is nothing more I have to add to it because it is so good. And... Um, she really uh, put so much thought into this. And at the, um, at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, everyone got two pendulums as part as a giveaway. Oh, wow. Anyway, oh, yeah, we each got two pendulums. That's great. And we all practiced with this thing. It was a wonderful, wonderful workshop. So thank you very much for the interpretive reading. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, I know I have used this technique myself. Um, I don't know. I cannot say that Susan Diamond invented it, because I think it's been invented by a number of people spontaneously a number of times. But it is but it's a, a good really of it's it. a really important spell in any dowser's repertoire because it uses two pendulums, a negative attracting and a positive attracting. It uses the question answer method, which is field dowsing those dark areas, you know, and then it uses the winding up of the negative space, of the negative energy from the negative space, cleansing that pendulum, putting it down, and then going into the positive space and cleansing and a blessing, 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 and praying for the for the protection of the space. It, it might take you half an hour to an hour to do this in your house. It is an hour well spent, very well spent. All right. For sure. 
All right. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and um, Oh, and Papa Newt says, Oris root pendulums were also one of the pendulums given away at that um, workshop. That's right, because we all sat around <laughs> tying little threads on those Oris root pendulums so that we would have 120 of them to give away. <laughs> and Papa Newt was there when it happened. Oh, thank you so much, Papa Newt. <laughs> All right. And speaking of Papa Newt, let's let Papa Newt give our outro announcements, and then we're going to come back, and we're all going to say goodbye, each in our own several ways. Thank you, Miss Kat and Contraman Ali, and thank you, Stuart Palm of StuartPalm.com in Hong Kong, China, for being our guest this week. We will be off the air over the next two weeks due to the holidays, but we will have some wonderful broadcasts of previous shows, so do check those out. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Portsville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Contraband Ali at the Contraband.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Pop New, joining you from popnew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here, and we would all like to wish you a happy holidays over the next couple of weeks, and we will return again on January 5th with John St. Germain of John St. Germain of Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us Troublesome Neighbors and Coworkers Part 2. And so come back again, and you'll hear the familiar strains of the message Jug Band playing the Jug Band's Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Papa Newt. Now, it's very interesting. We're going to actually, the next live show will be John St. Germain, whom we mentioned on this show. Yes. And, um, that's a, and a wonderful worker he is, too. Now, I want to give a special shout-out to some of the people in the chat. Um, Tony I, Miss Athena, Luminaria Star, Justin Sanders, um, I can't even read this one. Robin something. Oh, Robin Ryan Radio, and um, oh my gosh, uh, Miss Miranda Tarot, Doctor Sweet, um, and all of you guys who've been here in the show. Thank you so much for listening. Good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night, everyone. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.